This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1266. I'm your host, Greg Audino, and I'm really looking forward to answering this question that we have on tap today. Today's question is sure to get you all thinking about a really key component of your relationships, that being faith. But even if you aren't religious, it's important to recognize all of the layers faith has and how we express it. So let's see if we can uh, untangle this massive yet often disregarded part of our relationships, and optimize your life. What role does faith play in a committed monogamous relationship? This relates not only to religious beliefs, but also to your own moral code or value system. Is there any benefit to including a more spiritual aspect, again, not necessarily religious, into your relationships? Man, this is an interesting question. Thanks for sending this in, Asker. It's uh, really thought-provoking, and it definitely has a a different feel to it, for sure. I'll probably be all over the place in this one, Um, (laughs) just a fair warning. So get ready for for some poorly stringed-together thoughts, everybody. Now, I guess guess I'll start by saying that it feels kind of hopeless to answer this question in its entirety because it is so subjective. It could be perceived in so many different ways, and ultimately there are as many different answers to this question as there are definitions and approaches to faith and or spirituality. Just as each person has a different spiritual life and way of living by it, so does each couple. It's just a shared spirituality. So I suppose that as any person would ask themselves, if they are fulfilled with their spiritual life, and if not, how do they change that and live in a way that is more in line and celebratory of their spirituality, so too would any couple ask themselves if they are fulfilled with their spiritual life, and if not, how do they change that and live in a way that is more in line and celebratory of their spirituality. So let's dig into this a little bit. I think it's important to realize that from the get-go, faith and spirituality are, by default, present within all relationships, whether or not the partners have taken the time to realize it. You know, I have a hard time thinking that the basis for trusting your partner to remain committed and monogamous or whatever you expect of one another could be something other than faith. Like, of course you have faith in your partner to do right by you, however you two have defined right. Now, does adding a spiritual aspect, as you put it, mean something as personal between the two of you? like building upon that base level of faith through ritual, um, like holding hands and gazing into each other's eyes in silence every Tuesday night at 7? <laughs> uh, or does it mean something more social, like 
maybe deciding to go to church together, even though you said this isn't necessarily religious. Well, either way, I guess it depends on the couple's goals and the feelings driving the decision to add a spiritual element. So, if you decide to begin a new practice together because it would feel fulfilling and because you both want to reawaken your spiritual lives and it's something supplementary to an already good situation, that sounds pretty healthy. If, however, there are doubts about the relationship, doubts about the commitment or monogamy, and you're relying solely on faith or spirituality to dull maybe your suspicions about your partner or your own uncertainty about remaining committed yourself, then it'll probably require more than just a new routine. And it would be especially hopeless if that routine is based on a contrived set of beliefs. Like, don't think that if you're both Catholics who cheat on each other and don't communicate, that somehow getting back into the habit of going to Mass every Sunday is going to fix everything. You know, we're, we're past that. Going to church, if you both value it and you want to get back into it, is great. But if your issues as a couple run deep, then, you know, simply going or simply saying you went to church will not be enough to solve what's going on underneath. So, in terms of a couple's strength, you know, it's not like faith or spirituality as we probably imagine it. So, couples like praying together, meditating together, chanting together, going to religious services together, <laughs> doing ayahuasca together. It's not like that stuff is required for a couple to be successful. Uh, it can be a strong part of a healthy or getting healthy relationship, but it's not the only solution to problems. And it's not impossible, but highly unlikely for it to be the only thing to save a failing relationship. Nor is it the only way of a couple maintaining connection. Many couples are just fine without a deliberate spiritual presence, as it's, you know, simply not their, not their cup of tea. A couple who doesn't value spirituality and doesn't put it into practice can be just as healthy as a couple who does value spirituality and does put it into practice. Does that make sense? You know, the issues come when values and behavior are not in alignment. I will say that ritual, spiritual or not, is definitely beneficial for relationships in general, though. When you commit to doing things together that mean a lot to you and not missing it, you're showing your partner that you care about them and that even when life gets busy, you're always able to express your commitment to them, at least in this way. I don't have any citations on hand, but I am fairly sure that several studies have suggested that couples find much more joy and longevity when they have shared goals or appointments they commit to, even if it's just going for a walk every Saturday morning. But again, and this is kind of the crux of what we're talking about, it's really critical, no ritual has a strong foundation or is of much use if the feelings behind it, so the values to match the behavior, aren't genuine. These have to be feelings of love, feelings of openness, vulnerability, and truth. They cannot be feelings of obligation, uh, reputation, or relying only on the ritual itself to get them through tough times. Something like that. Like That feeling would be somewhere to me between fear, apathy, and laziness. The benefit of any type of spiritual ritual exists in the feelings driving it, not the action itself. Okay, everybody, that about wraps it up. 
Asker, I hope this was helpful for you, but make no mistake, this question applied to everyone. Whether you're in a healthy relationship, a struggling relationship, or no relationship at all, there is absolutely a piece of this question that lies in everyone. And I think that common piece is, what's of true importance to me or us? And if we're not tending to it or fake tending to it, how can we put in the work to make sure that we're really honoring this? And a spiritual practice can be a great part of that honor, but the practice itself is not necessarily enough to ensure that honor uh, or even ensure that we're asking these tough questions in the first place. Guys, I'm going to get out of here before my brain explodes. Uh, A lot of thinking today in this one. (laughs) If you have your own questions that you'd like answered on the show, please email them in to advice at oldpodcast.com, advice at oldpodcast.com. Thank you so much for coming today and listening to the end. Thanks again to The Asker for submitting a truly unique and applicable question. And I hope to see you all again tomorrow for The Sunday Show, where I will be narrating from Danae Smith of This Wondrous Life. That's where your optimal life awaits.